Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever. It's Sean. Jen is not with me for this open, because we're doing something a bit different this week, as you could probably tell by the show description. We got just a bit busy this week, so we didn't get a chance to record a full episode, and uh, instead of letting our feed go dormant for a week, I just wanted to throw something in there that uh, is fresh to you folks, and uh, you can check it out, and hopefully you'll dig it. It is an episode of I Could Talk Kayfabe, the show that I do with Joe Todaro. It's a wrestling podcast where we talk about wrestling magazines, much like we talk about the comic books that we do on this podcast. So if you don't like wrestling, I understand. That's not for everybody. But we try to keep it funny, try to keep it light. It's very nerdy, and it's very uh, there's a lot of specific stuff in it that... Uh, may or may not amuse you, and I think that you might dig it. If uh, if you like our if you like worst collection ever, you'll probably dig. I could talk kayfabe, so hopefully you like it. And uh, we apologize for not being able to get you a new episode this week. Bandwidth has just been too tight this week, and we you know we want to make sure that we get you some good stuff. So, uh, but I didn't want to get you guys something. So here it is, and uh, we'll be back next week. We've got some cool stuff to talk about. We've been we actually did some comic book shopping out here in Parker, Colorado. Got to see some stuff. We didn't even touch on uh, Henry Cavill not being Superman anymore. That's something that we completely whiffed on last week. So we're gonna have to bring that up next time we uh, we and Jen get together to record the show. We'll get you some dope episodes. But in the meantime. Please check out I Could Talk Kayfabe, and I hope you guys dig it. And, of course, please shoot us an email at worstcollectionever at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Read us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you get your shows. And, of course, uh, I'm on Twitter at, and Instagram at AngryHeroSean, and Jen is at Jen Stansfield. So you can find us there and chat with us. So we would definitely look forward to that. All right, folks, enjoy some I Could Talk Kayfabe. Talk to you next week. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of I Could Talk Hey, Babe. I'm Joe. I'm Sean. And yeah. We're back. We're back with another episode. Back with another episode, talking about the wrestling magazines of the past, and I feel like there was some wrestling that I needed to talk about. I, I thought of something just right now. Um, well, we'll, we'll, I'll, let me go first. Okay. Yeah, I'll, mine's not integral to anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> I watched some uh, Memphis, not Memphis, I've been watching some uh, Continental, because that guy, Armstrong Alley on Instagram, uh, not Instagram, uh, on Twitter, or YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. He's uh, been posting more full-length episodes from, like, 88. Yeah, it's been it's been cool. Yeah, I fell asleep during one, but, I mean, that's that's me in a nutshell. I'm going to put it on and fall asleep because that's what I do. Like, when I get home from work, just put the TV on, watch TV, and fall asleep. Usually, it's lately, it's been WCW circa 1994, 95, uh, but then one day, I was watching his stuff, and that's how I fell asleep. So. It's good. I don't know. You know what it is? It, you know, Southern wrestling is a very specific flavor of wrestling, you know, in the sense that maybe I'm misspeaking on that because it's just it just has its own deal, you know. It's not bombastic, you know. It's a lot of playing to the crowd, and you, and anybody could be a heel. That's the thing about like southern wrestling is like it doesn't matter who you are, anybody could be a heel. I think it's better off if you look, if you have more hair that looks lousy. Like uh, there's this one guy who I see on all these CWA ones or the the content of the ones. It's uh Alan Martin, who I'm trying to think, what's the best way to describe his look? 
Do you remember this co- comedian Bruce Baum? No. Okay. Well, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but he's got like just just like this balding, but he's got like all the hair on the back mm-hmm. that's like sticking out. You know, it's just all over the place. He's got a mustache. And he just you know, but he's like a top heel. Actually, there's this one where they beat up this referee. It was just they they had a segment where there was some sort of issue with this referee who was a he was a face, but they. You know, the heels were trying to get at him, and they beat up this referee, and I remember, like, they ripped off the back of his shirt. They only had the front on, and then the guy, the referee came out for a run-in later just wearing the front of the shirt. <laughs> I was like, you know, just get a new shirt, you know? Yeah. He, and and he bladed. They made the referee blade, so he came out with the, the Spirit of 76 head wrap and a half a shirt. I think it's better with half a shirt. It is. It's, yeah. That's a, that, that's a give, that's a, that's an outfit I want. In my in wrestling nowadays, they, I don't feel like it happens a lot in uh, nowadays in wrestling. But when they when wrestlers used to like do beatdowns and they would beat up do like if they were in street clothes, they would beat them up, but they would rip off your clothes, but they would rip it off and like it, it, it's clothes that like aren't meant to rip. Yeah, like they're not just like t shirt. I mean, even with t shirts, like they rip off like part of it so it's always like you know you always get like an arm left or it's just like it's on in a weird way because they got wrestler it's because the, the intensity is so much that they don't want to remove that article of clothing even though it's shredded yeah it's the- I always like the half arm hanging off like uh like you like the jacket getting ripped off but you only got half an arm left like it's yeah, yeah. i always liked that what was it, what was it like when uh actually uh, remember was it wrestlemania 3 your cat what? is staring into my soul right now but no, he's... he's just looking at me <laughs> <laughs> he wants to know about your wrestling he wants to know about <laughs> he is staring at why you are you staring at me Look at like like he's just like like he's sitting on the table and he's in my grill staring at me like I don't understand. He's fine. I know maybe he smells my cats. Remember like when when it's like you'd go to someone's house and the dog would jump. Oh, maybe he smells my dog. Well, maybe the- that's how I always say when yeah. when 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 I come home and people smell my cats. Mm-hmm. But um, I was thinking about uh WrestleMania three when mm-hmm. uh. It was Butch Reed and uh, Coco Beware, and after the match, like Tito Santana comes out and rips off all of a Slick's clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, and Slick's just got like the he's got like half the suit on, and he's just like is all shredded. Which actually does kind of a dick thing. Yeah, like a random dick thing to happen where like because like Butch Reed, I mean, apparently at that time, you know, Tito was feuding with Slick and Butch Reed. Tito had like a million programs going on at the time, apparently. Because he was not only wrestling against Danny Davis and the trip and the and the six man, but he also had a beef with Slick, you know. And then and then and then he ends up hooking up with uh, Rick Martel a couple months later. He had a, Tito had a big year in '87. I guess so. Yeah, big 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 year for Tito. Big year for Tito. That's my new uh, <laughs> 1987, the year of Tito. That's what I want. The new showcase mode in WWE 2K19 yes. to be. I want I want 1987 Tito Santana. 86, 87. I want to follow him getting screwed by Macho Man. I want the WrestleMania six man. That means we're getting a Danny Davis in the game. Yeah, and we're getting uh, getting ourselves a Butch Reed. And when he does that run in, we get ourselves a Coco. Man, I want all that with the uh, Scotty the Body first appearance Scotty. DLC. Yeah, I want all that pre order. That's, that's how that's that's my uh, that's my two K nineteen. 
Everyone listen to this is what we want. We want a Raven pre-order with Scotty the Body and Raven. We don't need Johnny Polo. We don't need Johnny Polo. No, we do need Johnny Polo. I would love to have Johnny Polo, but he was just a manager, so he's kind of not necessary. Oh, yeah. You don't want him as a manager guy because then you can't play as him. Yeah. Or unless you're General Adnan and you're in a game for like 30 years (laughs) for some reason. They're like, we must have General Adnan. This is the best, the most important thing. Yeah. We must we must spend resources making General Adnan so kids can play as him. Yeah. Can you imagine being a kid and being like, I'm gonna play this game and here's John Cena and here's Seth Rollins and here's Undertaker and then who's this pudgy Iranian dude? <laughs> <laughs> but you get to play Sheiky. It's like, you know, because that, that's for the dads. That's for the dads like Iron Sheik, I didn't know he was still alive. That's yeah. how everybody says it. That's where he goes, I didn't know that guy was still alive. Just hanging on. So the cat's on top of the book. Oh, yeah. We'll have to take our break. He's we'll <laughs> staring to, into my soul again. We'll have to take our break and uh, yeah. start start the talk about But you had something you want. No, I, I was just because we were in the talking about wrestling. So I told a coworker about our podcast. He's like, oh, oh you guys got a wrestling podcast. Check this That's out. Right, we do. Here's my uh, my photo I drew. What, was, a, what, of us doing a podcast? No, no. It was, uh, he pulls up on his Instagram. Because <laughs> the way you described it, it was not like he's like, oh, look at this photo I drew of me <laughs> yeah. learning about your podcast. And so he pulls up on his Instagram and he's like, oh, look at that and i was like and it was like a, a wrestler i was like who's that eddie gilbert he's like no it's macho man randy savage and i was like oh it looks more like eddie gilbert <laughs> and then like it, it was it, like it was macho man circa like you know mid 90s when he was wearing the full outfits because okay. like he wasn't doing steroids yeah he was off the gas so like that was the match and then like i was just like he looks like eddie gilbert then he showed me his sting photo and it looked just like sting so he did a really good job with sting oh wait so he drew it yeah he drew it and he had it on his instagram so, so he, he drew a circa a 1990s macho man? yeah yeah well did he have the outfit yeah well no it was just like a sketch and i i didn't i like i said it looked like eddie gilbert oh gilbert. and when i mentioned eddie gilbert he kind of was like i remember that name and then i pulled up eddie gilbert and he's like oh i remember eddie gilbert he was in the uwf and i was like oh. yeah yeah so he oh, well, he, he knew eddie he, gilbert was. he's a brother yeah if you know if you know eddie gilbert from the uwf yeah you're one yeah of us. He, he used to he said he went to uh saturday night's main event one time at the sports arena so oh he, nice he, yeah he was he, he's an older guy so he's yeah he's already he scored some points with me in that aspect but his macho man left me to be desired i do i do like it just reminds me of that one time i don't know if i've told this story before but uh my one of my old podcasts i used to produce was with uh this husband and wife it's a travel podcast and for some reason you know because because i like wrestling we kind of started talking about wrestling and decided to do a wrestling theme podcast episode and uh, we had Rock Riddle on. Do you know Rock Riddle? I know Rob Riddle. Oh, not not not, not <laughs> Yeah, no Rock Riddle. He's no. a guy who he's this older wrestler who still wrestles occasionally. Okay. But he's like this. You maybe have seen him. He's got like the I forgot what his nickname is, but he's got like black sunglasses. He's got the bleach blonde, long ass like ponytail hair, probably in his sixties. And he used to wrestle in the Continental area, like way back, like even you know, like in the probably early 80s late 70s but he's based out here now and he does like acting workshops and shit but uh we had him on we had and we had our uh the friend on is this uh one of the hostess friends who's a wrestler so i didn't know who he was but so they were on and we're talking and you know and the and the host name was mark his wife you know chimes in his wife's name was yenny and she's like so oh yeah i remember world class you know, I remember the Von Erichs, it was thing, and then it was one of those things where 
because Mark wasn't into wrestling, but like me and this other guy were. So we were like, you know, we just all kind of look at it. We kind of look at each other like, oh man, this is really cool. Because this is, you know, his wife's pretty and all that. And yeah. stuff. We're like, you don't understand. You're like a pretty girl that knows about the Von Erics. Like, how, how old was she? If she knew about the Von Erics, she must have been in her like mid 40s at least. Early mid 40s. I, yeah. I don't know how old she was, but she's, I mean, well, I mean, I was seven years old. I knew about the Von Erics. Oh, you were, oh, okay. You know, well, from this particular magazine that we're going to talk about oh, today. Oh, okay. Because I did my research. I was talking kayfabe back in 87. Yeah. But I can't see a woman, like, as a young lady reading wrestling magazines. No, but she probably lived in, like, Texas, like a, a Texas or lived in an area that World Class, which, by the way, that's another one I've been watching. And World Class is kind of boring. Yeah, I kind of stopped watching it. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to lie. I kind of, I kind of, I'm like, I'm like watching it and literally, yeah. and I'll say this, literally every match is some, the main event is some combination of, the Von Erics and the Freebirds. Yeah. And Iceman Parsons and Bruiser Brody. Yeah. That's it. And Rick Rude at the time because he was the, the world champion. I'm, yeah. You know, I was really excited about World Class. And then I started watching and I'm like, I really enjoy the undercards. Like, I, I really enjoy the wrestlers they had. But yeah, the main event scene, like, just doesn't do it for me at all. Yeah, like, I feel like, do it. I feel like cause it's all the same shit. I like the, I, I, I know I'm in the minority, but I really like the 90s. Freebirds with Jimmy Jam Garvin, like that's and, and that's the Freebirds. No, you're not a minority. They're I, they're I, fun. I loved that that version of the Freebirds. I, that's just the one I prefer. That was the version of the Freebirds I think that I was most familiar with because yeah. I you know you would watch it like ninety ninety one you mm-hmm. know and it was just him and Jimmy and they came out and they sang Bad Street and it was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, that's the version I like. You know, and I I mean, there's actually a really good map. I think it was I think I might have talked about it. It was Wrestle War. 92 maybe the Freebirds for the u.s tag titles up against uh terry taylor and or sorry the taylor made man and greg valentine and it's a fucking badass match it's just a good old school match and uh jimmy jam was looking ripped too yeah which is like he was, he was looking i probably probably the best i think i probably i've seen him but yeah it was, it was pretty good so yeah i mean no, no shame in that you know what let's take our break talked about some wrestling we'll get back we're gonna talk about a really cool book that actually came from my childhood and actually came from that lot. I know. Yeah, my wife is looking at me and our cat is sitting on the book. So we might have to just review the cat. Yeah. But uh, the cat needs a haircut. and He's getting uh, a haircut tomorrow. Yeah. So next time you hear this podcast, folks, the cat will be shaved. Yeah. Afternoon, everybody. Ryan! How's that baby treating you, Mr. Daly? Like Thanos snapping his fingers at my bank account. In that case, how about a beer on the house? Sure. Got to give my mouth something to do between podcasts. Say, Ryan, I don't get how you have so much time for podcasting. Doesn't your wife want you spending time with the baby? Would you? (laughs) Truth is, I think she's a little worried about how much time I'm spending with the kid, ever since his first words were Dagobah system. (laughs) Now she wants me to go out and do something mature, something productive, and... Most of all, something lucrative that can support the family. So you're going to... Podcast about cheers, yeah. (laughs) That kid's not going to start college for 18 years. I got time. (laughs) Cheerscast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. Coming soon to the Fire and Water Network. 
right, we're back here on I Can Talk Kayfabe with our book for this week. It is... Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh-huh. Yeah, the granddaddy of them all. Pro Wrestling Illustrated number... Uh, sorry, 1987. November, sorry. Pro no. Wrestling Illustrated November 1987. Yeah. And... Uh, Do you have the centerfold? I didn't see it in there. The centerfold isn't? Wait. Oh, wait. No. I, oh, it's not in here. Oh, man. Oh, God damn it. Because really? I, I saw the top and I, I got intrigued. In the, I used to have that photo. Yeah. And it's actually, I remember the photo specifically. So I had this magazine as a kid. Yeah. From like 1987. And I remember as far as my wrestlers went, remember my, my Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazines went, I had this that I remember retaining for a while. This was this. It was uh, another one. I don't know from what month. Probably September, probably over to, maybe it was a couple months before this one, but it was uh, Ric Flair on the cover, and it was uh, him saying he's nothing without the NWA title, or something about the Horseman, or something about that. I had that, and I had the uh, Year in Review of 1987, which I read a lot. I read those magazines a lot. And this was one of them, and I picked this one up at that Pro, pro Wrestling Ultra event, Pro Wrestling uh Whatever, PCW event. And uh, it is November, yeah, November 1987, Pro Wrestling Illustrated with Nikita Koloff on the cover. Yeah. It's a great picture of him, too, just standing there looking gigantic. It's a, you know, it's a shot from him in the ring, but it's awesome. And when will the when the going gets tough, will Nikita Koloff turn bad again? We're kayfabe here, and we're saying when guys do turns, I am turning to my dad and saying, oh, Hulk Hogan's good, or this guy's good, or this guy's bad. Yeah. And that's how it goes. So we also have Halfway to Immortality. Hulk Hogan targets targets uh, Bruno's WWE uh, record WWF title reign. Best two out of three. Jimmy Hart is the new manager of champions. Press conference, Barry Windham. Uh, at the top, it's Road Warriors declared too tough for Japan. And then uh, at the very top, as Joe was pointing out, uh, full-color centerfold of George Animal Steel. Which would have been a cool centerfold. It would have been cool, and you would actually would have loved this one because it's not just a picture of George Animal Steel. It is a picture of George Animal Steel standing in a full-length mirror, looking in a full-length mirror, combing his chest hair. Nice. That would have been amazing. Combing his chest hair very, very delicately. And I think he's wearing, like, regular pants. It is a can- very fun, candid photo that they used. Or maybe I think he's wearing, like, shorts, like, just athletic shorts. He's just combing his chest hair, looking like George Animal Steel does. I remember that being my first exposure to, at least my first exposure I can remember, of uh, the original Sheik. Oh, okay. Because it mentioned the original Sheik as one of his hated opponents. Or I think it was, because we always say, like, your maneuver, which was the flying hammerlock, and it would say his greatest match, which I think was, like, I think it was a cage match against either Bruno or uh, Pedro, but it was one of those. One of his opponents was the the Sheik, and I was I remember looking at it and being like, "Oh, it's the Iron Sheik," because I didn't know there was another Sheik. Yeah, I didn't know that there was a uh, a Sheik that was the uh, the biggest scourge in wrestling. But unfortunately, we do not have that photo, so we are just going to talk about the magazine as we would. We got our letters page. I do like this letter here because uh, I did read this one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you probably read it over and over again. I did read it, and I, I was very much uh, yeah. remembered. Yeah. Remembering a lot of it. It has a, a letter about Ricky. It's just titled Ricky's Fault, and it just talks about how Ricky, the Dragon Steamboat, because he just lost the title, to uh, the Intercontinental title to uh, Honky Tonk. And they're like, yeah, well, he... Lost at fair and square, so that's just how it is, right? 
it's just a very honest letter about Ricky Steamboat, you know. Uh, you know, he lost his belt. You know, and it doesn't matter what Honky Tonk is, he lost his belt. And then, uh, actually, this is this is great, because this is super kayfabe. James J. Dillon actually wrote a letter. This is him. Wow. Right here from Charlotte, North Carolina. Dillon's response is unfortunate that I find it necessary to take my time out of my busy schedule to address a story printed in your usually fine magazine, but your recent feature entitled Eight Isn't Enough, The Four Horsemen Take On the Superpowers and the Road Warriors requires my attention. I resent the story implying that I inferred, interfered legally, illegally in the match in question. Indeed, you printed a photo from your own photograph showing Paul Ellering choking me with my own tie, yet Ellering receives admiration and I am vilified. By the fans and the media. Is this fair? He's got a point. He does have a point. And they didn't show that picture, which I love this picture of, of Paul Ellering wearing, because there's also a picture of uh, Terry Taylor. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the same outfit. They're almost. wearing the same coat, like yeah. the same like satin, like white coat with like the red trim on it. And uh, Paul Ellering is choking James J., but you only see him from the back. And he's kind of like, it's just the way he's holding it, like, it doesn't look like he's doing it very like aggressively. He's kind of just like, standing far away or standing far enough away to grab the tie and just kind of yank it and jj's like selling it i love this photo and i always remember this one so yeah so those are our that's your letters and then you have the ringside i always also love this and uh this and i think it was the wrestler would do had this and it was much easier to like just read these where just tell you a bunch of things that are happening in wrestling up to date you know, so in this one, you know, talking about a, uh, I thought this was War Games, but it's not. It's just a big cage match that's a part of the Great American Bash series that happened between uh, the Horsemen and Nikita and World Warriors and, and Dusty. That's it. But they also have uh, other matches here at this event. Oh, I see Thunderfoot 2 was on the card. Rocky King beat Thunderfoot 2. Here's a match that I don't know if I would want, ever want to see. Yeah, well, I don't know, maybe it might be good. I don't know. Terry Gordy and Buddy Roberts versus Paul Jones and Ivan Koloff. Paul Jones wrestling. I, I've never really seen him <laughs> wrestle. I've, I've always heard he was good back in like the early 80s. Paul Jones and Ivan Koloff. Interesting. That's like 100 years old. Yeah. What else is going on here? David Martino currently wrestling in Michigan. He's fighting for the Ohio State title. In Michigan. In Michigan. Well, it's a promotion based in Michigan. And uh, Bobo, Bobo Brazil is there. Oh, it was like, so they, when they had shows in Ohio, they had an Ohio title. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember OSPW, they wanted to do that. They wanted to have a New, New York. York title, a Pennsylvania title, and then the interstate title. Well, that would just make sense to have the interstate title. Yeah. And not have individual titles, unless if your promotion. Well, that was the original plan of the promotion was to have New York. You have Pennsylvania, and then the main champion was the OSPW Interstate Champion. What, did they used also have Canada, like Ontario? Well, I don't think they were going to run Canada. They just used Canadian guys. Oh, okay. But I always then, felt it was a very Canadian promotion. But then they just ended up sticking with New York State. They never ran Pennsylvania. And to this day, I still think they're going, but I think they're Nickel City Wrestling now. Yeah? Yeah. Or Pier 6, or is that different? Pier 6 was another promotion right. that ran in Rochester and Buffalo. From my understanding, the guy who ran it kind of kind of burned bridges with everybody who was involved, and that's why there's no more Pier 6 wrestling. I see. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because you know how Western New York wrestling is. Like, Hey, speaking of Western New York wrestling, uh, on SmackDown. Uh, yeah, Colin Delaney. Colin Delaney making yeah, his Yeah, make his return. 
made his return. And they actually, I think they actually acknowledged that. Yeah, that, yeah. Because uh, he said, oh, he came back from uh, obscurity. And then, like, later on, like, on WWE.com, they had an interview with him. Like, hey, what have you been up to the last 10 years? And he's like, oh, you know, and now I'm back. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's not the last you've seen of Colin Delaney. And Because they asked him, like, oh, the fans were chanting for you. They remembered you and stuff like that. So it looks a lot bigger now. And he's got a beard. Yeah, he looks a lot, well, he looks a lot older. Yeah. Because I remember him like, seeing him, like, years ago, you know, and obviously, you know, Obviously, it was much longer. It was like, what, 2008? I was there for his first match in... BCW? Uh, well, yeah, I was there for that. But I was there for his first match even before that in Rochester Pro Wrestling. Um, the Hellcat promotion. I I don't know if it was called Rochester Pro Wrestling. That's what I'm just going to call it. Because Ian, Ian Decay's promotion was called Rochester Pro Wrestling. Then Hellcat had a promotion. And then they kind of merged, but then he threw Hel- Ian Decay out. But that was the promotion that I saw it in. He was just like the ring announcer. And then they had a mystery partner and then the one match. And then he's like, and the mystery partner is. And then he took off his suit and he had like a ring trunks with a microphone on it. And then he wrestled. And right. I was I was doing camera for that promotion that night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, but I remember yeah, he was in all those things, all, all those matches. Like he was like a long time ago. Five foot six, hundred and thirty pounds soaking wet at that time. And now it looks like he's like like closer to six feet tall and like probably he's pretty big now. He looks mm. pretty big. He looked good. So yeah. yeah. So getting back to ringside, uh, Brian Adias. I actually remember this photo a lot of Brian Adias holding up his thumbs, doing the fucking uh, what is it, the Fonzie pose. Yeah. I always remember this because I always thought that this Brian Adias. This is right after when he used the Oriental tool to take Kevin Von Erich out of commission. Basically, from what I understand, if I recall correctly, the story was that he took him out of commission. They said he took him out of commission with a with a move, but really it was because Kevin had a seizure in the ring from like drugs or whatever. No, oh. and that's what that, that's what they put him over as to put this over as. But uh, I always thought because I always see Brian Adidas and I'm like, man, this guy was like the most badass wrestler back then, wasn't he? Like he was all over this book. He would be all over these books, you know. Sometimes when '87 and be like, oh, he's killing, kicking everybody's ass and world class. And look at uh, you know, he's look at this guy, you know. And really, it was probably just this time yeah. that he was a big deal. You know, I think outside of that, like, you know, because the only, <laughs> the only thing I know him from was, uh, oh, he was also in Starcade 84, and he wrestled a random match there. So, uh, and this is right when also when Bam Bam Bigelow was making the move to the WWF. A beardless Bam Bam Bigelow. Well, this is a young picture of him. Yeah. I think it was like right when he first started. In, Clean uh, shaven Bam Bam the Bigelow. Crusher Yerkoff. Yeah. Yeah, and so they're, they're like, he's going to get some matches, and he's... All, he's gonna get a manager and blah blah blah, you know. And then we're talking about some uh, uh, some matches out in uh, Puerto Rico. I like this one where it's just like, oh, also Lance Van Eric or Tommy Rich was disqualified in a match against Abdul the Bush for hitting the referee. I'm like, that's not news. Actually, that is news because you would think Abby would be doing the hitting, being yeah. disqualified, but Tommy Rich did. My my guess is he didn't want to wrestle Abby because he didn't want to get uh, hepatitis, so he hit the ref. Yeah. That's my guess. Also, in the last very last line here, the Midnight Rockers left the WWF for undisclosed reasons after a very short stay. They sure did. They sure did. So, uh, moving on to the news. Uh, and this is actually, uh, there's a bunch of stories in here in this book about the John Stossel yeah, yeah, I saw this, and then I saw it later on in the book, yeah. Which apparently... That was a big deal. I guess the settlement 
after Schultz hit Stossel was that Titan Sports. Well, the total total amount was four hundred twenty five thousand dollars, two hundred seventy five thousand, which came out of uh, Titan. That's actually a very small number compared to if that was today, you would have all the money. But I guess it's nineteen eighty seven money, so that's like ten million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money in that time. Yeah, yeah. I do like this because also because it would say that the word "ass" was in here mm-hmm. in quotations because I, I uh, the idea is that. Vince McMahon told Short, Schultz, David Schultz to tear his ass up and blast him. Yeah, so be it. Yeah, David Schultz could handle a little better. He could have like just grabbed him by the the scruff of his neck and shook him Take, up. David a bit. Schultz is terrifying as it is. You don't yeah. think, you don't need to hit him. It's so funny too because like when you read like watch shoot interviews with him, like he's pretty like more laid back nowadays. And I, I'd like to. No, I'm still scared of him. I'm I'm not. I'd like to get. I'd get along with him just fine. <laughs> Me and David Schultz, we're gonna hang out. <laughs> What's David Schultz up to these days? He's still a bounty hunter. Oh man, he would make a great bounty hunter. I didn't well, he know was. That's, that's what, what his did. job was. Wow. Like when he got out of wrestling, or that's even awesome. before, he was just bounty hunting. Like he was like dog to bounty hunter, but like a wrestler. Like wow. I think he was still bounty hunting. Imagine if you're like you got a bounty on you, and David Schultz shows up and like, come on, time to go back to jail. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not gonna mess with you, David Schultz. Even if I'm not going, if I'm not supposed to go to jail, I'm going to jail. If David yeah. Schultz shows up, like, all right, I'm going to jail. Yeah, because so, I'm not. I can't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, messing with that guy. This is also right around the time. Uh, so we have our in focus segment, which is like here's some random stories that we have. We can't fill three pages with. So here's Teddy Biasi just came into WWF and now he's wrestling. Uh, he's the Million Dollar Man and he must have signed for a lot of money because that's why he's got so much money. Oh, that's apparently where the fortune came from. Because they go, I don't think it's his savings that he's getting. It's the lucrative contract that he signed. Because he's got Virgil and blah, blah, blah. And he still charged me 30 bucks for an autograph photo. Or just a regular... <laughs> Your no, story about that is actually very funny. Yeah. You've told that before, but I like that story yeah. a lot. I just like the part where you're like, do the laugh. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah, like, what do you need my money for? You're the million-dollar man. How do you think I became the million-dollar man? <laughs> I don't know. You signed a really lucrative contract. See, it says right here. Yeah. This Cafe magazine. It's like, fuck you, kid. Yeah. Let's go pray or whatever he's whatever he's doing now. Yeah, he's praying, praying. But they're saying here it's like, well, now that DiBiase's in a WWF, there's a few matchups we'd like to see, or I'd like to see. How about DiBiase versus Savage, or well, that happened, or Steamboat? I don't know if that happened. Or Butch Reed, because this is a kayfabe magazine, and we're not talking about Butch Reed. Then what good are you? Um, I hope they come about, but I feel fear will be saddled with such bouts as. DiBiase versus Brutus Beefcake. That did happen. That did happen at a WrestleMania. No. WrestleMania 5. WrestleMania 5. Double count out. WrestleMania 5 or SD Jones. Well, he's got to have Splash somebody or Magnificent Morocco, which happened at WrestleMania 4. Take it or leave it, Craig Peters. Uh, And there's this more expanded story about the Rockers going to the WWF. Basically, like, yeah, well, they got kicked out because they partied too hard. But where are they going now? They've done everything they could do in AWA. Maybe they should go to World Class. Maybe they should go to WCW. They could wrestle the World World Warriors. But they need to figure their shit out. And then we get a nice little thing here about uh, Mike Rotundo. He's a good champion, guys. There he is with the Florida title. I like, like the smaller belts. Yeah. I was always, I always like seeing those. I've been seeing that a lot on the WWE community, uh, 2K18 community stuff. 
I've been seeing a lot of people doing a lot of Florida belts, and they have a lot of those smaller belts. I'm going to have to pick a few of those up. Speaking of belts, so WWE just yesterday, as of talking right now, uh, they did a photo shoot on their website of like current wrestlers with old belts. I saw that. It was pretty awesome. And then I posted like on the Reddit page. I was like, oh, man, when belts look like belts and not like class rings. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, no, I can't. I can't stop seeing class rings when I look at current belts. That, that, looks like, that looks like a fucking class ring. That, yeah. That universal title. Yeah, it looks like a class ring. I, I, I will say uh, shout out to the European belt being brought out. Yeah, they brought that out. That was pretty funny. I want to see that. Bring that yeah. back. You have it. Bring it back. Yeah. I want wrestlers to wrestle for it. Yeah. Well, they have the, the, the United Kingdom title. Which, yeah. by the way, the UK belt, that, that is probably their best belt yeah. in years. It's pretty awesome. It is fantastic. Did you actually, uh, speaking of belts, uh, you'll have to look it up, but uh, the new ROH belt has been redone. Oh, I haven't looked at it. It looks awesome. It looks great. It's actually probably one of the best belts I've seen in a long time outside of the UK belt. But uh, I like it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, but that was a great photo shoot. I liked all I liked all the wrestlers holding them, and everybody seems so happy to do it. Yeah. Like those old tag belts. I love those old tag belts, so man. I. Yeah. God, just bring those back. Yeah, it, Finn it, looked great with the winged title belt. Oh, it looked awesome. I know. Actually, it would be great if they would if, if somebody would if they would for oh, surprise out of nowhere bust out that uh, – uh, the old Hogan belt that he threw in the dumpster. Somebody found that. Oh, the 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 one with the guy holding the belt. Yeah, yeah. Bust that one out, yeah. or just get, or just bring back. Was it the not the wing belt, but the one before that? Yeah, you gotta bring bring those out. You know, I actually just get all your old belts and just take have everybody take pictures of them. And dudes like us will just fucking come all over the place because it is the fucking coolest. And then thing. just keep them as the belts because that's how it should. And be. then just keep them. Yeah. Yes. And I, that's what they did with the Intercontinental belt. Like it's the old one. So. And then just bring them and bring and then bring them to all your conventions or whatever it is. And I will take. I'll spend money to take pictures with those belts. Yeah. Because, hot damn, I love me some belts. And bring back the uh, the the old WCW US belt with like the. Well, I heard they're gonna, supposed to read. I, I saw something that where, belt needs to be redone. I feel like they're going to redo it. That looks that, that belt just looks like garbage. I'm surprised yeah. it's been like that for that long. Yeah. Like it just looks so cheap. Yeah. So well, the champ is pretty cheap looking too. So. <laughs> You're not a fan of Baron Corbin, huh? I just like, dude, shave your head already, man. <laughs> That's why we've had this discussion. Yeah, before. <laughs> it's gotten worse since we've talked about it. He's but... been losing more hair. Yeah, she's like, come on, dude, really, let it go, man. Um, did you read this off the top of the Eddie Elner column? No, this? I did not. This is fantastic because Eddie Elner is just losing his mind here. And he's somebody. I'm going to read this letter because it's actually quite funny. Okay. So uh, I got. I got to. See, I have to go to the other page and make sure. Oh, that of I course have it. you do. Yeah. Can't can't fuck this up, Mr. Elner. As secretary of Woodcliffe's Lake Polish Auxiliary, I would like to inform you that you and your magazine, or to inform you and your magazine, that Ivan Putsky has won a poll of naming the greatest wrestler wrestler of the last 50 years in a very close vote. But Putsky outdistance Hulk Hogan, Bruno Sammartino, and Killer Kowalski. This is the dumbest poll I've ever heard. It, well, Eddie <laughs> Elner agrees. My question to you is, did you think it's possible to have Mr. Putsky come to our annual awards luncheon and per- personally accept this plaque? The answer probably would have been yes. He yeah, would have, he would I think, have, yeah, he would have been like more than happy to. Yeah. Uh, it is a beautiful plaque in the shape of a flexing bicep celebrating, obviously, Mr. Putsky's prodigious strength. If you could supply his address, we would greatly it would be greatly appreciative. Barbara Palazuski from Woodcliffe Lakes, New Jersey. That is a Polish woman. Yeah, it sure is. 
Eddie says, and this is uh, this is fa- fucking fantastic. Dear Miss Kilbasa for brains, only one thing is obvious to me that you and your organization and the entire town of Woodcliffe Lakes has plaque between their ears. Get your brains flossed, you Polish floozy. Ivan Pusky was a joke, not a wrestler. You, I can't get you Pusky's address. Last I heard, he was tying his shoelaces a crack cow, muttering into himself. This is a wrestling column, not a garden club newsletter. You should be aware of your name. You should be aware your name has been forwarded to several government agencies. Deportation proceedings are imminent. I like that response. She's probably an American, though, so she's not going to get deported. But this I is, agree with him other than that. This is uh, some of the finest wrestling journalism I've seen written in a magazine. This is why this magazine is the greatest. Yeah. I also want to point out here he's saying, uh, Dear Eddie, you predicted it would be just a matter of time for Nikita Koloff embraced his uncle in the Soviet way of life. But since then, him and Nikita fought and blah, blah, blah. So what do you got to say now? And uh, according to Eddie, Eddie Elner, blood will be spilled before any reconciliation is possible. There's a fine line between love and hate. Nikita was never meant to hear cheers. Prediction. Main event of the Starcade 1990 will be Nikita Koloff versus Magnum TA in a cage match. Very optimistic, this Eddie Elner. We're in the ratings now. We are in the ratings. And uh, they are your uh, generic ratings from 1987. These ones make more sense than the last book we did, so that's good. Yeah, they do make more sense. Yeah. And they, they are not... Uh, kayfabe is but shit. Killer Khan's ranked number three. Well, he was getting a lot of shots back. Yeah, then. this was like you know summer of '87, so he was pretty much he was pretty much fighting Ho- wrestling Hogan like all yeah. the time. Like him and Harley, uh, Harley Race was up in there too. You know, it's funny. I thought there was a Killer Khan figure, and I looked on eBay. There's no Killer Khan figure. Killer Khan has got another guy who I think, uh, along with uh, Mike Shaw, has gotten the shaft. Yeah, I want a Killer Khan figure. Make one happen. You can give him a hat. You can give him all sorts of shit. Yeah. Well, no, wait. There's a killer. There's um, there's an LGN figure. I thought there was. I cannot find it anywhere. On no, eBay. it was on the back of the magazine. I know I saw it. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere. Wait, on or eBay. did I see it? I I thought there was too. I thought for sure there was a killer con LA LJN figure. I looked on eBay. There's none to be found. God damn, man. I want a killer con figure. Yes. We need to get that. We'll, we'll, we'll put that in with the rate with the Scotty the Body figure. We'll do a special because uh, you, sometimes you get yourself the Killer Con DLC. DLC. I want the Killer Con uh, ambulance Ro- match. I want. I want him against. Uh, oh, it was a stretcher match. It gets him against Andre. Yeah, because that way you get fro Andre. Uh, yeah, that's the Andre I want. I don't. I don't want this circa WrestleMania three Andre. I want the. I want big Afro with the uh, Western vest Andre. That's yeah. what I want. And I want. And I want him to have a beer can in his hand. <laughs> I want his hydrogen just to be a picture of a can. His, his gigantic hand holding a Molson. Yeah, like I want that to be one of the signs to choose. Like when you're when you're like choosing wrestlers, <laughs> the, the signs and the creator wrestler. I want that. I I agree. That yeah. is that is actually a, a great suggestion. Yeah. Why are we not creating this game every year? We would make so we would make we we would be sell it would not sell as much, but so many people would be yeah. happy. I would make the 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 switch port work. That's for sure. Holy crap! Did you see the video I posted of the, the the switch gameplay? My God! Maybe I should see that. I, I I'm it's kinda, it's bad. Is it really bad? It's really bad. Everything's in slow motion. Oof. Yeah. Even in like one-on-one matches, don't really work. Mm. It's not good. They're saying it's the worst switch game ever made. Well, only, there's only like three Switch games. Well, no, I mean, 
<laughs> it's just a broken buggy mess. Well, that's that's your standard WWE release every year. So I know you I, get what you pay for. <laughs> Everyone on Reddit's posting, oh, they're ever gonna patch it to fix the universe mode in the Switch. I'm like, Dude, fix the universe mode in the PS4. That one's not even working. So no. I haven't gotten to my universe mode yet. I feel bad now because I keep hearing you talk about oh, it. It's so, I'm like, I'm yeah, like, I just it. get that black screen of death all the time. Oh. I wanted to start our show and I can't because the universe mode's broken. So I'd have to use a regular arena. I don't want to do that. I want to use a kayfabe arena that I created in a high school gym. What a bunch of horse shit. Yeah. With uh, Staley Wayne Manor as the commissioner. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta get him in there. Yeah, maybe Bill After might show up. Yeah, he might. He might Bill After might. All my up. all my slots are full, so I can't even create a Stately Wayne Manor right now. I gotta delete some. Yeah, drop some dudes. Yeah, I got I got to delete some guys that I downloaded. Yeah, yeah that's too bad. Uh, what else we got here? Well, it's basically just your ratings that you see. Yeah, you see all the time. Nothing really in here. Only thing that I notice in here is uh, the Florida ratings. You got the Barbarian. Actually, I like this. So the Barbarian, Congo the Barbarian. Or the barbarian as we know him. Yeah. Uh hailing from Chicago. Oh, he's from Chicago. I don't believe. Oh, Conga the Barbarian from Chicago, Illinois. Nah. Not happening. Some random ass names here in uh Pacific Northwest. Some people I don't even I don't even know half of these people. I feel kind of bad that I don't because I fight I have to know everything. Sky High Lee, George Scotland, I'm assuming it's Arnold Scotland's kid. Joey Jackson. Remember the, the big Joey Jackson run in uh, Pacific Northwest? Mm-hmm. They also ranked the referees here. Oh, look at that. Got yourself Dick Worley. Dick Worley is the oldest man. Yeah, I've he's ever that seen. old he's that old man ref from like the old I've seen I know who he is. Yeah, I've seen the, the He is extremely old. Yeah. Uh and Dick Kroll, who I've known, who looks like Frank Black, the 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 singer Frank mm-hmm. Black. Tommy Young. Tommy Young. Yeah. Bill Alfonso, the Hebners. You got yourself he- Earl Hebner's number three, and uh, David Hebner and the WWF is number seven. Mm-hmm. That would they would soon merge, but that's yeah. And then we're talking about PNW in here, so yeah, they're they're uh, good ratings here. Halfway to Immortality, basically just your fluff piece on Hogan and yeah. how you know Hogan had this many titles. You know, Bruno held the title for a long time, and Hogan's on his way there. And they got a shot of Hogan with the eighty-five belt, which I love. Ah, uh, they do. Yeah, it's yeah. a very. Uh, I like this headband too. I just like the. The white headband was just Hulkster and Cursive. Yeah, I need one of those. Yeah, we, I need one of those in my life. Uh, I do love it's some good shots here, though. I do like this publicity photo of Bruno doing like the kind of like walking pose. Yeah. But he looks great. He looks like a million bucks here. Yeah, he looks like when you're at a crosswalk and it's got like the pedestrian thing. That's what he's the pose. I think we need to change all crosswalks. To yeah, that. to Bruno San Martino. I would go to a crosswalk every, every day. <laughs> yeah. And this is a great picture of uh, him. Punching Baron von Raschke in the stomach. Yeah, and it's just a, it's just a perfectly timed photo. I also always love this photo of Hogan about to give uh, Mister Wonderful the pile driver and just kind of doing the mm-hmm. doing the double arm motion. That's a great photo. Actually, that'd be a great fucking poster. Yeah, maybe Raven's got that in the scrapbook. Yeah, yeah Raven's got yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just a pic, it's just a picture of him him with the lab coat, and then he's got that ah. There's that picture I took of uh, Hogan about the pile drive uh, yeah. Pollendorf. Basically, the gist here of the book of the story is that he's like, well, you know, Bob Backlund has has something to say here, and they're like, well, Hogan's opponents, you know, yeah. Bob Backlund's like, well, I wrestled Harley Race, he's past his prime, and you know, Killer Khan, he's dangerous, but he's not not really a good wrestler, and or he's a joke as a wrestler. 
Bob Backlund taking Killer Khan the task. So yeah, that's uh, basically it. Another great photo here. I actually, I, lo- I love this photo of Hogan about to throw uh, Bundy into the into the cage of WrestleMania two, mm-hmm. and he's all bl- Bundy's all bloody. Bundy did a nice blade job in that match. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Back in the day when you didn't see a lot of, you know, I didn't see enough blood in WWF, but when you did, it was like, oh, you remember it. There's a lot more blood then than there is now. That's for well, sure. Well, 100. Yeah. Press conference. Barry Windham. I don't care. I mean, did you, yeah, he's got a, you know, he's whatever. Barry Windham's like talking about I'm going to win all the titles because he just won the um, Western States title. So they're really trying to put over the Western States yeah, title here. Yeah, you know, he hasn't uh, lost it yet to Barry. Uh, I think Larry Zabisco. Which basically there's only there's only two champions. Yeah, that's too bad because uh, it should have been more. Or maybe it was a three. Was the Black Bart win the title? I think he beat Black Bart in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're just kind of talking to him about his uh, crazy schedule and here's the main story when the going gets tough will Nikita turn bad again I hope not no I hope not either being despised and a feared representative of a hostile power Nikita Koloff has become one of the most popular wrestlers in the country his skills and success are respected and admired by fans and pros alike but will it last I like how he still has like the Russian trunks but he's a good guy yeah, how come he didn't just turn it into a flag? Yeah, he should have got rid of those. Well, because it was the uniting of the superpowers. Mm-hmm. He had to wear his stuff, and Dusty wore his stuff, and they were friends. Yeah. Just kind of go talking about the recent intricacies of his face turn and stuff. And this is like the, the Nikita I remember. Like when I first started, you know, this is like... Yeah. I, like don't... I, always, I always remember... I never really knew of him as a heel. Yeah, because this happened, I was like... I was too young, so... Yeah. 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 But then he came back to the NWA... Or WCW, and he was doing those promos, which I don't know if you remember these. Where it was, a, it was a promo of him in like a dusty gym. He's got like a thing wrapped, or like tightened around his head. It's a weight, and he's just sitting on a bench, and he's lifting his head up and down to strengthen his neck, so he can just lift his weight on his head. And he's just screaming Luger mm-hmm. because the whole idea was that Luger, you know, he, he's coming back to take vengeance on Luger for costing him the U.S. title back in '87. Although I don't understand why he just didn't take his vengeance right away because he was there for another couple of years. And he's ended up fucking around with uh, Junkyard Dog and shit. Well, great photo here, though, by the way, of uh, Nikita and uh, Ivan reading a book of Russian propaganda. Yeah, it just says propaganda. That's awesome. <laughs> and, it's, and, re- and Ivan's wearing a cape. Yeah, which is great. Nikita's got his chain. They, I think they both have chains. Or Nikita's got his chain. He's yeah. got the, the headband. It's obviously from the... From the like eighty six, you know, when they were team in eighty five, eighty six. But I love that photo. I always remember that's another thing I remember about this magazine is that photo because I always was like, oh, they're reading this book about propaganda. <laughs> Jimmy Hart, new manager of champions, because uh, Honky Tonk just won the, t- the Intercontinental title, and you know, you got the the tag champs to the Hart Foundation and putting them over. It's like, hey, he's gonna have a good year. Captain Lou Albano is like, he he's doing a good job. He did a good job that year. I do want to point out uh, this photo here of Hulk Hogan wrestling Honky Tonk, but Honky Tonk's wearing his suspenders. He oh, looks, yeah. Look at that. That looks it's great. A rare, it's a rare suspender That's a great, Honky Tonk photo. great outfit. I like the Jimmy Hart with the, the leopard skin uh, jacket. I like that look, and I found a WWE 2K18 somebody made it and i was like yes that's, that's awesome. a good that's a good look for him it's yeah. kind of a shame that he started doing like the custom jackets yeah because you know the leopard's print and whatever like, yeah that's pretty good look i like the leopard print and i like the the white jacket with the musical notes those are the my two favorite jackets of his that's the, that's the classic one on the ljn figure yeah 
Uh, speaking of figures, by the way, I just I want to point this out real quick. I saw this. Uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are starting a, a, a wrestling figure podcast. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll listen, if the audio's good, I will listen to it. Yeah. And I'm assuming they will probably be over as fuck. And I will, I am looking forward to that because if there's anybody that knows enough about wrestling figures, it's those guys. Yeah. And they could talk just like us. So I do like this photo of a bloody Bret Hart, too. You get you can't really see that he's bloody, but you could tell that he's yeah, bloody. Yeah, he's bloody. They look like a good match. I also like this random picture of Honky Tonk. I don't know if he's doing a leg drop or an elbow drop, but it, it's clearly like Pedro Morales is moving out of the way. And I don't know exactly what move we're supposed to see here, but just the way that it's taken, it looks like he was nowhere near it. Yeah, it's awesome. So, road uh, are like this terror embargo. Road Warriors declared too tough for Japan. And uh, basically, the Road Warriors came in and they... Won the All Japan titles and... There's a nice photo of Animal lifting up a Japanese wrestler over his head. Yeah. And you got the Road Warriors with Paul Ellering. Just the Road Warriors looking awesome and just kicking ass. Yeah. It's really... Kicking it's really, Japanese ass. They kick a Japanese wrestler yeah. ass. And that they're they're over and that how the... Apparently the idea is that the wrestler... Uh, there was a secret meeting in Japan to discuss... Keeping the Road Warriors out of Japan because they're beating up too many Japanese wrestlers. Yeah. They're kicking too much ass. They have some quotes here. Animal does not see legal action as a way to, to uh, solve this problem. Japanese yellow-bellied wimps, that's what they are, said oh. Animal in the fierce tones. They want to get rid of us. They should try and beat us instead of being a bunch of geeks. Hey, Hawk, they say we're too tough. What do you say about that? Arg. Oh, he didn't say it. Well? Yeah. He's, I thought he would have said. He just said arg. Oh. He's a pirate. <laughs> he was like, what do you say to this, Pirate Hawk? Now we got the uh, John Stossel story. Yeah, this is their uh, one here. They talk about this. This is, we've already talked about this. Yeah, he won money. He got look at, that, look at that Stossel mustache. That's a great mustache. It's a great mustache. And now we're just kind of giving up all the other, other things. I do love some of these letters, though. This is actually one of the best letters, the columns I've seen here, because you got letter here says humper dumb <laughs> is it just me or is sir oliver humperdink the dumbest animal to associate himself itself with professional wrestling he's a poor man's lou albano kind of is kind of was yeah kind of was definitely, not gonna lie definitely was humper dumb indeed here's here's a, a very perplexing letter uh bravo black heart black bart i've been following wrestling for a long time i'm in my 60s and I've seen more wrestlers come and go and most than most of these young whippersnappers following the sport today have heard of. I think we're talking, what's 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 everybody's name? Bob Evans? Jim Evans? Jim Evans, yeah. This is, this is like a, a Jim Evans dude here. Yeah. I'm writing to say that Black Bart is the best wrestler I have ever seen. Out, out of all the years he's watched wrestling, he's seen the greats. This dude has been is 60 years old. means he's been probably watching wrestling for 40 years. Yeah. So he's been watching wrestling since the 40s, probably. Probably. He has seen Buddy Rogers. He's seen Lou Fez. He's seen the Funks. He's seen the Briscoes. He's seen all of them in their yeah. heyday. He's from Texas. And he's from Dallas. He's seen the Von Erics. Yeah. Fritz and uh, the other one. He's seen Fritz. He's seen he's seen everybody. Waldo. Waldo. Yeah. yeah, he's seen them. He's seen all those guys. He's seen your Dusty Roses, your all those guys. He's, he's seen Dory Funk Sr. Yeah, he saw Dory Funk Sr. Yeah. He's seen Bob Orton Sr. And he's, you know, I've seen them all. Bob Armstrong. Bob Armstrong. I've seen uh, everybody. Dick and, the Bruiser, the Crusher. Oh, yeah, the Crusher. Yeah. But Black Bart is the best wrestler he has ever seen. Ever. 
Black Bart. And I like this picture of Black Bart that they put underneath it, and it looks like Black Bart is kind of confused that he's heard this guy. He looks like he looks like Bad Bart from that movie Crazy Heart. That's what he looks like. <laughs> Why don't people appreciate Bart? He's tough, rugged, and doesn't put up with any guff. Last I heard of him in a magazine, some damn fool called him a journeyman. Oh. Well, he kind of is. Yeah, he sure was. He, so won, he won the... Western he, States title. No, he competed for Western States title, but he won the world-class oh. title, I think, by default. Oh, nice. In, in a phantom match in Los Angeles. The, oh, the world-class wow. had a, a card in Los Angeles, and they beat... Oh, who did he beat? I think it was... Was it Rick Rude? I don't know. Or something like that. that makes the title. So they just had him give a title, and then uh, Kevin Von Erich won it. I don't know. Yeah, Bad Bart or Black Bart. I don't I don't even know anymore. He ain't no journeyman. He's yeah. a former world-class champion, and he still gets no credit. It's a damn shame. Yeah. Mike Harris from Dallas, which, ironically enough, uh, Black Bart's shoot name is Rick Harris. Maybe it's uh, his dad. I want to go see Crazy Heart now. I want to watch it again. <laughs> also, shout out to Dark Journey. Do you remember yeah. Dark Journey? No, uh, I've, we've talked about her before. Yeah. <coughs> Did we? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, Dark Journey was a thing. She was around for literally like a yeah, couple months. Yeah, she was like Tully was... Blanchard's woman, and then that was it. Yeah. But they. I, I feel like when I was reading these magazines, it was all about Dark Journey. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was like, oh, my God, Dark Journey must be the biggest. Like, what, did some wrestler find her in a bar or something like that? And then, Possibly. And then she became dark journey that's how a lot of those chicks would get their jobs yeah i mean i like to say it but that's how some of these chicks like they would meet like a really hot girl yeah in a town they'd be like hey you want to like be a part of this gimmick and they would... sapphire got her job that's how sapphire got her job yeah she was a rat <laughs> i guess i don't know oh. I, I, I don't know r.i.p sapphire r.i.p sapphire r.i.p dark journey wait she's not dead yeah we could assume that i guess so. <laughs> oh boy yeah so we're just finishing up here we are getting actually to something here I actually was very much looking forward oh, okay, to talking to did. about the arena report. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. Because we got to talk about some of these wrestling, some of these cards, okay. some of these WWF cards going on here. We were giving a shout-out to uh, WWF 1987 a few, uh, probably, I think, probably last couple episodes well, ago. Well, Hulk Hogan had a disqualification win over Kamala at the Joe Lewis Arena. Right. Wow. Let's look at this card. So you got, okay, this wasn't too bad. That one was an okay card. Well, you got Hulk Hogan and the Honky Tonk Man on the same card. That almost Honky never Honky Tonk happened. Man defeating Corporal Kirshner. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had uh, oh, Meadowlands. Okay, check this one out. Okay. This is, this is. I don't know if I like this. I don't Wait, know if... who, are, who are the Shadows? Because Jim Powers and Paul Roma beat them, destroyed the Shadows. The Shadows, I think, were one of them was uh, Randy Culley, and then uh, maybe maybe Estrada or yeah. Luis Rivera. They, they destroyed them. Oh, they just so if you're getting up. destroyed by the Young Stallions, then you're not much of a team. Yeah, check out this card here. You got Coco Beware won a twenty. I think it's from the main event down. Uh huh. So it's Coco Beware won a twenty man battle royal. Okay. I don't believe that. I do because Virgil won one at the Niagara Falls Convention Center. So what what what, what, what year? Nineties. Yeah. What the hell is he doing winning? He won. He won a battle royal at the oh, convention center. Oh, okay. I didn't attend it, but uh, I remember uh, asking somebody who attended. I was like, oh, who won the battle royal? And she was like, Virgil. And I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. He took that money and went right to Olive Garden. Yeah. Uh, Danny Davis defeated George Animal Steel by count out. Okay, that sounds awful. Butch Reed pinned out back Jack. Killer Khan beat Corporal Kirshner. Can-Ams beat Bob Orton and uh, Mazzifit Rocco. Uh, Coco Beware doing double. Well, everybody was probably in this battle royal, so. Coco Beware beat Iron Mike Sharp. One Man Gang defeated S.C. Jones. Islanders defeated Pedro Morales and Tito Santana. And Ron Bass defeated Lanny Poffo. Then we get to this. Uh, actually, here's a Fort Wayne, Indiana. Bulldogs beat the Hart Foundation by count out. King Kong Bundy defeated Hillbilly Jim when Little Beaver interfered. I don't know what date this was. Doesn't say what date it was. 
Because, uh, but apparently it must have been after WrestleMania, so Little Beaver is still alive. Yeah. Junkyard Dog defeated uh, Nikolai Volkov. Bam Bam defeated Lanny Poffo. I like how everyone, like, when I was a kid, everyone was like, oh, Little Beaver got killed in that match. No, he didn't. It's like everyone's like, oh, he did eventually die. Yeah, he eventually died, but everyone was like, oh, King Kong Bundy killed him. I'm like, if King Kong Bundy killed him, why would Hillbilly Jim be holding him in his arms after the match? Like, no. (laughs) I got a dead vision in my hands. (laughs) And a Tom McGee sighting. Oh, wow. Nonetheless, here. Also, let's, uh, actually, here's the one that I think think was unique here. Hulk Hogan defeated Holly Race in a Texas death match. Ken Patera beat Bob Orton. I just find some of these pairings seem weird. Bulldogs and JYD against uh, beat Heart Foundation and Danny Davis. Butch Reed defeated Hacksaw by disqualification, which uh, Mid South. That's early, uh, early on for both of those guys. That's like a Mid South dream match. Randy Savage beat Blackjack Mulligan. Uh, Billy Jack beat Ron Bass. One Man Gang defeated Paul Roma. Irish Sheik beat Dick Slater. Dick Slater still hanging around in uh, summer '87. It's kind of surprising. Hillbilly Jim drew with. Uh, Paul Orndorff. Okay. I don't know if I, that that's a, that seems like a very boring match. I don't know. Maybe Hillbilly Jim was doing some jumping jacks. It was probably fun. Yeah, he probably did some square dancing. And get a whole get a load of this uh, tag team match. Jake Roberts and Bruce Beefcake defeated uh, King Kong Bundy and Hercules Hernandez. That would be an awesome match. I like that match. That, that's yeah. a match I would probably make in my. Uh, that's life. like the most random match ever. Very random. Yeah. And then we finally get to the end, and we are doing uh, the Inquirer, which uh, talk caps talks about all the news yeah i think so this is from august 87 so this is the most recent wrestling news i think oh so jj separated his shoulder up at the in the first war games oh good that's too bad that's a that's a rough looking match too because yeah. it was always yeah they jj poor jj man he got his ass handed to him in that Hubberdink signs with wwf and i like this picture of Hubberdink because he looks like uh enzo more it's a great photo it's yeah. a great photo he's even he's even got himself a He's got himself some blade scars. He's got a little... Yeah, he's got a bandage. Humberdink, who is currently in Florida, claims sole responsibility for running Lex Luger and Barry Windham out of town. Although both men signed contracts with other federations prior to the departures. They would never have left if not for me. But now I'm going to go to WWF. Now he's in the WWF, and we don't know who he's going to manage her. He only managed, like, Bam Bam, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Bam Bam and... Uh... Well, no, it was... It was uh, yeah, Bam Bam and Orndorff. Orndorff, yeah. Uh, and then we have, let's see, uh, Skandor Akbar offering uh, Barry Windham some money. Wants him to get back in Devastation, Inc. Yeah. I love that name. It's a great name. Great name for a stable. Also, uh, early John Tenta here. Oh, cool. Former, former sumo wrestler John Tenta, fo- following a successful pro debut in Japan, has arrived in Canada, where he became the Canadian Earthquake. Yeah. Tenta is a native of Canada, hoping for a shot at Calgary International Champion Owen Hart. And that's really it. That's it. And we get ourselves a poll. I'm not going to read the poll. Fuck no, the poll. I don't want to read the poll either. I don't, I don't want information in my book. <laughs> yeah. So all the color photos were removed, but it's okay. You had this as a kid. It was just that one in, the insert. Didn't the, you have any more? No, it was just a folder. Right. Or just, I, think, I think it was just that. That's usually what it was. It was just the, uh, the, the whatever. It doesn't promise that much color. No, it Rose, doesn't. Yeah. Get yourself a cover. This is a good cover. A good cover. Yeah, good that, book. Yeah, that's a great book. Great book. Great condition, by the way. Good condition. Good yeah. condition. I am not going to let go of this. This is my my Bobo the doll. You know, like, uh, what's his face? Uh, Montgomery Burns has Bobo yeah. the bear. This is my Bobo, the wrestling magazine. <clears throat> I'm not going to let this one go now. Fast forward to a, uh, to next year when I throw it 
<laughs> send it away. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these magazines. We've I don't know what to do. I got yeah. them stashed away. Well, I plan on moving in a couple months. I don't think I'm bringing them with me. So, well, maybe you should go to the PCW show and be like, "Hey, you want all these back?" Yeah, give it, give me fifty bucks. I, I don't see myself bringing them with me, but then again, I'll probably just bring them with me. Well, only bring the ones that you ha- we haven't done yet. Yeah. Obviously, but I think I don't know. I got all those ones that we did, and they fill up a laundry basket now. And it's like, ugh. But anyway, follow me on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Twitter at Sweatpants Joe. I'm at Angry Hero Sean on Instagram and uh, Twitter, and yeah. you can uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, I can talk cafe. Please head on over there, and uh, you know, just engage with us. We'll try to post more pictures, post the show, and. Uh, That'd be really cool. Yeah, and uh, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Rate us a review and uh, rate us five stars. We appreciate it. It helps grow the podcast. And uh, that's it. Oh, so what's our quote going to be? Who, who are we talk about? I here? guess we're talking about Nikita a lot. So what does Nikita say? I don't know. He doesn't really have a catchphrase. Oh God damn it! We yeah. got to find somebody that actually yeah. has a catchphrase. No wrestlers have catchphrases, dude. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Did we do? Did we ever do the Road Warriors yet? Oh, what a rush. <laughs> <laughs> 